Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Dallas Montague. Here in the studio today, we have another amazing guest, Dr. Uim Ekpo. Doctor, it's so great to have you here today. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Dallas. The pleasure of being with you. Yes, you as well. And where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Baltimore here in Maryland. Can you tell me something interesting about Maryland? I don't know very much. Uh, Maryland is a beautiful city. It's always called uh, a city where you have a lot of uh, uh, crabs and all that. And uh, it's a quiet city, and downtown Baltimore. So you have lovely views and all that. And just known for the crabs and you know if you come around baltimore at any time you'll be able to get a good crab to get hold of it hmm. interesting and we're here today to talk about your book the why questions in your life feeling out of place nowhere is out of place when you're in god's place i think that's an amazing title i'm really interested in this book today and i have a couple questions prepared for you for our audience to get to know you a little bit better get to know this book and to be interested to purchase it and so before we get into that book, can I have you share just the first five to ten minutes a little bit about your Christian testimony? Share about how I met Jesus. Like many other children, I often played church. My spiritual life was encouraged and strengthened through my parents. I was made to put church every Sunday afternoon. I was also thought to have private devotions. And before long, I learned to spend time before breakfast and every evening in reading God's word and praying. But as I grew older, the business of my school schedule resulted in my putting aside certain things of the Lord. So I no longer find time for prayer and Bible study as I had at home. So as a result, my spiritual life began to decline and I live a wavering Christian life for three years. Things became difficult because of the bad friends I made. It was also during this time that I began to feel the need for worldly possessions. Suddenly, I had a great thought in me. If Jesus died for everyone in the world, then everyone should know about it. This meant that someone would have to tell them. The questions were the bordering areas in my life for some time, until the fateful night of February 18, 1978. I finally made up my mind to have Jesus be the Lord of my life as I suddenly realized my need for the Savior apart from having the head knowledge of Jesus as Christ. I remember how a minister had once asked, are you not putting the cat before the horse? I was ready mm -hmm. to go away from just reading the Bible and walking in a religious stream 
without ever having accepted Christ as my Savior. I saw, as never before, the awful guilt before God, the blackness of my sins, the hardness of my heart in refusing to put my trust in Christ. As soon as I could, I hurried home. For I wanted to be alone in my room. There at the age of 19, in my bedroom, in the year 1978, I prayed, Lord, save me. From that moment of my personal conversion, I wanted to tell it to others. My testimony was given three days later in a street meeting. So that is a short form of how I met the Lord Jesus. Why are you still a Christian today? Um, I'm a Christian today because of the circumstances of my conversion in 1978. That made me to believe that Jesus is Lord. Is God, is his soul savior, and that the Bible is the word of God, and knowing with certainty that Christ's sacrifice on the cross means that all my sins are forgiven, the past, the present, the future. I'm never too far gone that he can't reconcile with me. Mm-hmm. So today, that's the reason, because being a Christian is not just about keeping rules and regulations, performing rituals. I came to the realization that even going to church, it's about a friendship, a friendship with Jesus Christ. Jesus said that knowing him is the doorway to special relationship with God. Uh, Just to add a little bit there also, that I've come to realize that being a Christian, because my life has changed incredibly and in the most wonderful ways, I don't do the things I used to do anymore like I used to. And Mm -hmm. life isn't easy. Life hasn't been perfect all along. I've faced many storms. Whatever storm I face, I know that Jesus is in the boat with me, is in control of my life. The most important one is to know that there is eternity in heaven. That's why I became a Christian, and that's why I'm still one. A major advantage of my set eternity in heaven Believers and non-believers alike have long argued by the details and intricate about heaven as hell. But I come to realize that if I believe, I'll be united with Christ after death. And that's the more reason I decided to stick on to what I've believed since that day I gave my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible said God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So knowing that my future is secure, why acknowledging this earth is not my home, is one of the greatest benefits of my being a Christian, even in the midst of the unknown. I have found fundamental pillars to learn on the place of my faith. I think those are some of the things that have helped me since I became a Christian. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for sharing. We, I also see here that you have over 30 years' experience building yeah. leadership, mobilizing and training local communities, and in a big list of other things you've been a part of. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. The Power of the Superdog is a fun and exciting hip-hop rhyming book created to help you bond with your child while helping you love and accept the people of all walks of life. Little Bella is visually impaired. She has to see with her heart. God loves her so much that he sent her a dog named Power who helps transform her life and make her heart smile. But that's not it. Power the Superdog is a hip-hop dog who can rap. 
So jump in. Wrap the book with your child. Kids love music and words that rhyme. Reread the book until your kids can rhyme the song with a beat just like a hip-hop song. Find your copy on Amazon today. Have you suffered from an abortion? Are you still feeling lost and lonely? Do you still feel unworthy of God's love because of a decision you made? In Jessica Colleen's newest book, A Journey of Healing, she takes an in-depth look at how one woman allowed God to heal her from an abortion emotionally and physically and expose her repeated relationship patterns. Find this book on Amazon today. And so that brings us into your book, The Why Questions in Your Life. Mm. And so what would you say was the first why question in your life? I think the first why question in my life was uh, getting back to February 1, 2000 to 2002 and June 13, 2004. There are dates that I will never forget. I was confronted with so many disappointments in life then, following the death of my parents. That make me ask God why and how I have to wait on God for 26 years for a child. Since then, I have personally undergone several challenges in my life. Some of them have taken much time and hard work to overcome, but I'm determined to regain what I've lost. When I look back on past years, I'm also reminded of a number of other changes and trials my family has endured. Yet as a result, I've seen the sovereign hand of God at work. The years behind me, the spirit behind my writing this book, I see this timing as sacred, not coincidental. As I walk in this book, God has ministered to me in a mighty way, meeting me at the point of my own personal needs. So that's a brief of what I can say, what led me to writing the title of this book. And I see your own spiritual journey has really played into writing this book. Mm. So what is the reason why? What did you want your listeners to to get from this book that you wrote? Well, my spiritual journey and Christian journey, as it played in this book, uh, I know as a young Christian, I enjoy writing. Growing up as a Christian, I love writing and put down notes when an idea come into my mind. I knew that one day I wanted to write my own book. However, I had no clue what I would write about or how the publishing process worked. But years later, I think I can recall in 2018, I began to sense most strongly that God wanted to use me through my writing. I had a few ideas in mind, but I wasn't exactly sure what his plan entailed. I prayed diligently mm-hmm. about my next steps. And in 2019, God placed it in my heart to begin writing this book. I didn't know how everything would work out or if I would be able to put my thoughts together for this assignment. But I truly believe that God had asked me to do this. So I decided to walk by faith and trust him through the entire process. It has been a challenging yet fulfilling journey. I've grown so much along the way. Some of the things I have learned in writing this book has been prayer, purpose, prioritizing, preparation, pressure. As a Christian writer, I've come to realize that 
your greatest asset is a genuine relationship with God. Mm-hmm. He shares wisdom. God gives us insight, creative ideas with those who are willing to listen and learn. God has the ability to reveal something to you in one moment. That may have taken hours to research and learn on you. On But before and after I wrote anything, I always like to pray, and that's what I did. God has a great purpose for calling me to write this book. He crafted me with special gifts and unique characteristics, I would say. But mm-hmm. in time and effort, that is necessary to work on this assignment was my priority. The preparation, the hard work I put as a Christian really helped me to know what God has called me to do in preparing for this book. Finally, there was pressure, I would say, in writing this book, but I did not allow those trials. It discouraged me or caused me to quit. They mm-hmm. were designed to develop me and make me stronger. As a Christian, we're all called to walk by faith. I think these are some of the things that really helped me to put down these thoughts together. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like your book is very deep. It's not just a surface book about <laughs> Christianity. It sounds like a very deep book. Yeah. Hmm. And I really like your title. Again, I'm going to point back to that feeling out of place. Nowhere is out of place when you're in God's place. And I think that's so amazing because so many times we can feel lost. We can feel alone. Mm -hmm. We can feel exactly like you're explaining, losing your parents, losing opportunities, many things that we face trials and we're like, I don't know what to do, but he's always Mm. here. He's never left us. I think you're driving great points tonight. Yeah. And what are some other things that you discuss in your book? Yeah, in my book, uh, I try to assure my readers that no matter what they are going through or have passed through these past years, through it all, they can have the joy and evidence of God's love and protection. Don't complain or ask why something is happening, but be a living example of the Spirit of God showing His perfect will in you. My deepest desire is for them to know the plans of God has for them to prosper and not to harm them, plans to give them hope and plan to give them a future. I also want my readers to know that the awareness that every word that hurts them, every interruption that makes them impatient, every pain and weakness they have will leave them as they learn to trust God in all things. There's a plenty of axing that never achieved that lift up never contributes to understanding and never casts light on the issue. I also let them to know that where, why is there misfortune in the book? There's that question, adversity, pain, suffering, and trauma in life. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is primary question everybody asks, every age, every culture, and every person. The question is momentous in its importance for us. The answers to why are knowable in spectrum of wisdom and understanding. You can know why some misfortunes and tragedies happen. In my book, I try to say that you must realize you may not be able to accept an answer from God, for the answer may be beyond your ability to understand or cope mm-hmm. with. God does understand your plea for help and your questions. So in so many circumstances, God will never reveal an answer. Not because he wants to torment us, but because he wants us to come to him. And 
I did say again in that book, why does God allow us to go to hardship? First of all, God doesn't allow things. He makes things and commands things. He makes you go through traumas in life so he can test your patience and see if you will still believe in him even during tough times. So those are some of the things that I did put in those books. I think you made a good point that we sometimes we don't have the answer and we have to live with that as well. Trusting mm-hmm. with faith that mm-hmm. God is still in control, like you said, plans yeah. to prosper us and not to harm us. I think that's a great thing to that's remember true. as well. Yeah. What would be your best advice for our listeners today? Yeah, my best advice to my listeners today would be admit that you have a lot of white questions. That's the first thing. Admit it. So when you admit that, you can bring the right questions to God. When you do, listen to the only one who can love you the way you are mm-hmm. and not want you to be someone else, someone who will forgive your sins, no matter what they are, and blot it forever. Someone who can raise the dead or heal your child or provide that job, or heal that sickness. The only one who can change your impossible or your dangerous plight, he does not change. He will give you a miracle or a way of escape if you only believe all things are possible to those who believe. You may make sure that you give God the glory when he gives you the miracle. The goal is not to succumb to fear. It is the enemy's tactics to dominate and destroy you. When fear grips our mind, you become confused and paralyzed. You can't think coherently or rationally anymore. That can lead to mental anguish and disturbance. But I leave you with the word that Jesus came to give us life and to give you that life more abundantly. So that will be the piece of advice that I'll leave with my audience today. That's a rich piece of advice. Well, excellent. Thank you so much for your time here today again. And before we let you go, where can we find this book today? Yeah, this book can be found on Amazon. All you need to do is to go to Amazon, www.amazon.com. You search for the book title, Why Questions in Your Life. Once the book page, copy the web address in the address bar of your browser to both, you will see the both Kindle and the paperback version then you can buy, you know, from the site of the Amazon. That's all. It's as easy as that. And if I can have you in the podcast with a prayer today, I would really appreciate it. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Father, we want to thank you and appreciate you for the time like this to be able to relay these important questions that you put in the hearts of everyone. Thank you, Father, for this broadcast and the purpose for which is to enlighten the people and reach out unto them, even in their questions, in their dilemma, in their agony. I will thank you, God, for Brother Dallas for being part of this program and leading me through these questions and this series and many people that are going to tune in to listen. Father, the purpose of it is to be able to reach out the people for the Lord Jesus Christ to answer their questions. It's a way, oh God, of you taking your word to people through this means. And therefore, just like we have been able to do today, we trust that God, that you will use this forum 
to enlighten your children, to encourage your children, because your word is to encourage. Your word is to uplift us and to comfort us. So in times like this, we appreciate. We ask, oh God, for the work that this radio station is doing, this podcast is doing. Father, you may you continue to bless the labor of their work and all that they have put in, that it continue to prosper them and make this podcast that they are running to be a success to the nations of the world. Father, we want to thank you and appreciate you for this time. We lay out, oh God, all that we have done today and we pray that everyone that will buy this book will be blessed from it and the glory will go to you and the blessings will be ours. Thank you for listening and thank you for blessing us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. With your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.